Good morning, everyone. See everyone? Um, if you'd like us standing in worship. morning. You can stand again. We're going to keep making you up and down, right? No, you can keep standing. Keep standing. We're going um, to sing one more song. We want to do something a little bit different. I think standing will just help us 
feel more awake, right, and move, you know, stretch out your hips, all that. So we're having trouble with our screen at the moment for those who are here live, one of our cables. But the song we're going to do is called Raise a Hallelujah. So if you've got a smartphone, you want to look up the lyrics, if you like to sing along, you can do that. Don't worry about trying to spell hallelujah, H-A-L-L, and then maybe an E or an A. I think there's a J in there. Right? But if you, if you want the lyrics in there, but the chorus is talking about raising a hallelujah. And so this morning, for our, we, we have this thing, we, we talk about God sightings in our life. The other language we use for is called testimony time. And with that question, we say, where did you see God this week? Or what are you grateful for this week? And part of it is just taking a little chance just to think back, right, to, to remember to examine over the highs of the week or those moments when we really felt like God was really close. Maybe we didn't expect it, and it just, it just broke in. And so usually we would invite everybody up to the microphone and to tell the story. And we'll do that again next week. But this year, as we talk, this Sunday, as we kind of engage and sing the song called Raise a Hallelujah, we wanted just to give you a chance to shout out the good that you saw, the good that you experienced, the praise that you have for God right, the high point of the week, or just what you're grateful for. And so Emad's going to create a little bit of music in the background, and hallelujah just means praise God, right, praise the Lord. And so I invite you just to shout, to shout out your good news, to shout out what you're grateful for, to shout out where you experienced God this week, where was it? And you can just do that right there in your seat. And then we will lead right into this song called Raise Hallelujah. So I'm going to put the mic down and I'll, I'll, I'll do it with you and shout out my praise too.
guys can be seated. There we go. Whoa. <laughs> Good morning. Welcome to Genesis. It's to see all of you here on this bright, crisp, cold uh, fall morning. Um, we're excited to have you here. And just remember that we are wearing masks. You know, I see a lot of you with them already. And just as a reminder, out in the lobby, we're choosing to wear masks. Uh, in the shared spaces, just with the standing by our children and our families and all of that, so that when you're walking through the lobby, just make sure to mask up. When you're in here, you can uh, do what's comfortable for you, and that's good. So, we also have boxes of love. We've been doing this and partnering with Crew, and we are putting some of those together for holiday seasons, and there are sheets in the back, and Maddie will be available in the lobby to answer any questions following the service. So if you're interested in that, yeah, there's information up there. And then also go see Maddie out in the lobby afterwards, after the service. So please take this time right now to go ahead and fill out our green card, which is now a virtual green card, which is at genesisthechurch.org. Whoa, no information up there. Uh, to follow or just follow the text that you received earlier to uh, the digital card or scan the QR code Maybe that's up there possibly Nope, okay, and we're gonna take this moment um, To go ahead and do that and in a few minutes We're also going to be talking about some of the things uh, about affirming our budget that we have as well so next Sunday plan on this we will be together again and uh, join for a meal after the service. And Bo is going to be spending some good time smoking meat and, and barbecuing and preparing for us that part. And we get to join along and bring your best side dishes, whether it's something that you picked up or something that you made that was your grandma's, your great grandma's recipe, bring along a dish to share. So there's that part. And so that's next Sunday. And so for right now, Liv. Thanks, Pete. So a couple of months ago, our operations director, Jenna Torrento, led a process uh, in terms of drafting a budget. So that took an internal review amongst the staff, and then that was then forwarded to the elders and a team, a finance team that I'm a part of, along with several others. And we then, a couple of weeks ago, sent that out. It was in the e-blast. Uh, we sent that out via email. I think via, there was a link in the text two weeks ago. And then last Sunday, we hosted a Zoom meeting for those of you who had any questions or concerns and opened that up for feedback from the membership. So this is not the time where you pretend like you were at the Zoom meeting if you weren't, because I was there, and I'll know. Um, but this next and final step uh, in the process would be for us as members of the Genesis community to affirm that budget. And we need to take that critical step because this is obviously the time once we have the budget set in place that we can uh, move forward with operations for the next fiscal year. So if you haven't taken the time to do that already uh, via email, again, the link in the text, 
maybe, where did Pete run off to? Um, we have slips of paper that you can literally do this right now. Um, there isn't a space here, write your name on it and just check that if you affirm the budget for the year so that we can affirm that for the staff and again, move forward uh, in our operations and we would greatly appreciate you to take the time to do that right now. And you can place the slips in the back in the wooden box that it marked offering, you can put them in there as well. So once you do that, then you can be released for connection, say hi to a neighbor. And so get up and again, take the time, use your phone. If you wanna use that link uh, in, that was in the uh, e-blast via the website or text, or I have several of these, uh, you can do these right now, so thank you. If you've finished your budget, you can uh, get up and say hi to each other, and then we'll get going. So if you haven't finished your budget, you're not allowed to get up and say hi. That's a conditional statement.
All right, and if you want to make your way back to your seats, then we'll move forward here. Good morning. Thank you to uh, Emad and Amanda for leading us in worship this morning. Um, I feel like I'm barrel rolling into this moment right now. So we're doing an event this afternoon um, downtown, the Spooktacular. Anyone planning on going to the Spooktacular? One? Wait, let me ask, the, how many of you have kids? Raise your hands there. Okay. Well, you should come to the Spooktacular. It's on Washington Street, and it's going to be between one and four. And the church is one of many vendors handing out free candy. And we're also handing out a card that says, isn't it scary, when it's written like, ooh, isn't it scary how much God loves you just as you are? And so that's the message that's going to be going out from Genesis to church. We're super excited about it. It's a cool opportunity. But um, we had to set up this morning, and then the projector didn't want to work. And so I'm, my head is a little bit, like, fuzzy. So I'm going to stop and try and pray, and then we'll get into um, the teaching for this morning. So would you pray with me, and maybe even for me, if you want to. So... Lord, uh, our intention is to engage with you. And so we come in with all of our stuff. We have distractions from this morning. We have the residue of the week. I ask, Lord, for your spirit to attend to us this morning and to speak to us, to speak life and uh, to push back um, the lies of the enemy and the untrue statements um, that are trying to be said over us. So I ask the Lord that you would open our ears, um, open our hearts to be able to receive from you, and I ask the Lord that your kingdom would come, even, even as we've declared hallelujah in the midst of darkness, as we declared that fear is driven out when we stand in your love. Lord, would you make that true this morning for us and not just words that we've sung, but it's our heart's intent. And so now, Lord, I ask that you would just um, minister to us in the way that each one of us needs because you're personal and you're intimate and you're good. And so we declare that any, any plans to disrupt that um, are snuffed out uh, by the blood of Jesus. And so we just sit in that space. And I pray in Christ's name, amen. So an update from the chalkboard. How many of you have written something on the chalkboard? Oh, fair amount. Um, we're using the chalkboard to kind of write down what, what's something that we're hearing from God? Or what's something that we think we might be hearing from God? And mine um, was to say yes to the invitation to have a cigar. And so if you were here a couple weeks ago, I shared about that, um, and that it was connected to somebody in my life who was inviting me to their house um, to, have a, to have a cigar with them, and that I had kept on pushing it off. 
Um, and I didn't have a real reason why. Um, and so I shared with you all, well, that's what I was hearing. And to be honest, I didn't want to share it because I knew that my parents were going to be in town. <laughs> By the way, I'm 44, so let's just, you're all learning about me. So I didn't want to say it because I didn't want to have the conversation with my parents. I referenced drinking a mint chocolate beer one time, and my dad was just like, you know, so disappointed in me. But it's because they have good hearts. Um, but I shared about the cigar. I went home. My parents were in town. While we were having lunch, my mom references that they listened to the service on Facebook while they were driving from Chicago. And so I was like, wait for it, you know? And uh, she, so she says, she kind of looks at me and she's like, you know, Nate, about the cigar. And she, she goes, you need to go do that. Yeah, give, you can give, give a hand to the Holy Spirit for that one. But there is this, uh, there is this encouragement um, from her around hearing from God about it. Um, and then what was really fun was later in the week, uh, Tina's parents came over to give me a gift for my birthday. And I opened the gift, and it was two cigars. So just to say, um, sometimes it's, the, it's these you know, awkward or crazy moments that you're like, could that actually be God speaking to me about that? And then I start to take a step towards it we find that there's wind in those sails, um, wind that I wouldn't have expected um, from my parents of saying, you need to step into that if that's what God's saying. And so I'll uh, share with you that I did go, and I did have a nice cigar with my friend, and it was amazing. And our time together was a gift to me. And I think that that was what God had for me, was a space where I wasn't Pastor Nate a space that I could sit in silence and actually um, just reflect and listen. And so I praise God for that opportunity. And I'll continue to look for them. Today, uh, like I have a cold settling in my chest, and so I blame that cigar for that and for my, my kids passing around RSV. So this morning, we're excited because we're at the wrap-up of our core values. We've been spending seven weeks talking about these are the things that we're about as a church, that they're not aspirational, they're, they're actual values that we live and that we encourage each other to live. It's, it's, it's the covenant that we make together as a community. Next week, we will actually make a covenant together, and then we'll celebrate by eating food. So if you hadn't made plans to be here, please be here. It's an important time to be a family and to be able to celebrate together. But all of our core values fall under an, uh, an overarching concept that we call the integrated life of Jesus. And so I've talked about this before. I might have given this same message before, but it's not because I'm lazy. It's because it doesn't change. And so this morning, I want to present to you the integrated life of Jesus as a way for us to live because it is life-giving and because it is fruitful. 
And so we've labeled the, in, the integrated life of Jesus as being a balanced model of up, in, and out. And we've used triangles to show that today. You may see some behind me. But the whole, the whole point is that there's a, there's a holistic approach to living and that Jesus modeled an integrated lifestyle of up, in, and out. And those who are following him and walking with him would have seen this on a daily basis. And they would have been impacted by it, and they would have written it down for others to know. And we would call those the Gospels. <laughs> Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Like, but those are the accounts of what did it look like to walk with Jesus. And over and over in there, you see a pattern of up, in, and out. And we can be witnesses to that same pattern when we take time and read the Gospels in the Bible. But Jesus lived his life with three key relationships. The first was his up relationship. Second was his in relationships. And the third was the out. And so today, I just want to present this to you, and you'll be able to see that all of our core values connected to this integrated way of living. Jesus had a robust relationship with who he referred to as his heavenly father. What that looked like in the scriptures was prayer. Sometimes intense prayer. It looked like reflection. It looked like worship. It looked like listening. Multiple times Jesus says, I don't do anything that I don't see the Father doing. It looked like revealing his shadow self. You may remember a moment where Jesus is in intense prayer with his heavenly father, and he says, if there's another way, you take this cup from me. It looked like meditation. It looked like studying, being in the courts of the temple, even as a young child. It looked like fasting. But the goal is all about interaction and intimacy with God. Jesus practiced and up, and it's all throughout the scriptures. The end for Jesus was him cho choosing a few to have more access to him. So Jesus chose 12, but then of the 12, he chose three that actually had more access to him than the other nine. And sometimes Jesus chose 72 and had very specific things for those 72 to do. But for Jesus, the inn looked like eating together. It looked like moving through life as a group. It was about sharing stories it was about celebrating together, and it was about mourning together. And this was Jesus's in. And Jesus practiced an out, and it was with the brokenness in the world all around him. 
out for Jesus looked like having compassion on the marginalized, putting his love into action, getting into some good trouble with the religious folk. <laughs> good trouble as in John Lewis. That was a throwback for those of you who... <laughs> It was about having action to justice and mercy. And it was about entering into brokenness, not walking to the other side of the street. The other part of Jesus' out was that he was going to a people who were longing for good news. And then he was proclaiming it to them. So these, these three-dimensional pattern for living is shown throughout the scriptures, we call it a fully integrated life. And we're all in on it. And we talk about it all the time. We reference it consistently. But the reason why we push the balanced life that Jesus lived is because we believe that it's actually worth imitating. Jesus is worth imitating also as we imitate Jesus our lives are worth imitating. What's great about this is that a person then who is broken doesn't need to come to this church in order to meet God. They just need access to your life. And then as you imitate Jesus, they meet Jesus. It's the same thing the Apostle Paul said. He said, imitate me as I imitate Christ. And the thing that I want to free it is the weight of that statement that I just said. So if a weight accompanied the statement, uh, that's not a gift from God. That's actually the accuser who's saying, oh, well, then you better get your crap together. Who heard that? When I just said... Imitate me as I imitate Christ. Who heard, oh boy, that sounds like I need to get my crap together by a show of hands. Oh, you, you don't even want to read. Okay, thank you, Mark, for being honest. Jeez, you guys use Mark as a proxy? Here's the good news. People aren't looking for perfect examples. They're looking for living examples. People aren't looking for perfect examples. They're looking for living examples. And they don't just want you to tell them, they want you to show them. Don't tell me about the love of God. Show me the love of God. In the Gospel of Luke, chapter 6, we have this series of verses. If you want to look it up in your Bible or on your phone, we're going to start at verse 12. We're going to be looking at just 12 through 19. But it's just a quick trees that if we were reading, you'd be like, Oh, I want to get to the good parts of the story. <laughs> but just in these very few verses, we see the pattern of up, in, and out. And so I want to highlight it for us. Luke chapter 6, we're going to start at verse 12. So it says this, Now it came to pass in those days that Jesus went out to the mountain to pray and continued all night in prayer to God. Jesus' up relationship was like breathing. It was a fundamental element of Jesus' life. And I love this idea 
Jesus would inhale God's presence so that he could exhale God's work. Jesus would inhale God's presence so that he could exhale God's work. There's that song, This is the Air We Breathe. Your holy presence living in me. And we see this consistently from Jesus. Jesus was in a constant contact with his heavenly father, whom he spoke of in a very personal, intimate, and familiar way. Abba, which is daddy. You see, a vibrant up in our life is a source of grounding and a securing of our identity that we are beloved children of God. Who needs to hear that today? I do. You are a beloved child of God. A vibrant up is a daily securing of that truth. Why? Because everything around you wants to prove otherwise. (laughs) Everything around you wants to try and place upon you what they say is your value. And if they see no value, then you're in trouble. I need this reminder daily. Otherwise, I walk around in the world untethered. And I'm kind of looking for anything to speak to my value. Whereas if we have a vibrant up practice, it grounds us in the certainty, I am already loved. I am already welcome. And I already belong. And this is true for you as well. Up, the practice of up is an anchor for your soul. And if you don't have a practice, you're imbalanced. Verse 13 says, And when it was day, Jesus called his disciples to himself, and from them he chose twelve, whom he also named apostles, Simon, whom he also named Peter, and Andrew his brother, James and John, Philip and Bartholomew, Matthew and Thomas, James and of Alphaeus, and Simon called the Zealot, Judas the son of James, and Judas Iscariot, who also became a traitor. Jesus specifically selected a pocket of people to be with more than others. Jesus was going to spend more intimate time and be more vulnerable and build strong relationships with each one of them. And Jesus never apologizes for it. Please note, he chose Judas Iscariot to have more access to his life knowing that Judas would be a traitor. Jesus shared food with these friends 
and he, he laughed with them. Bo and I always joke about Jesus splashing them in boats with his paddle and how, what a horrible image that is. Like it just changes everything for me about Jesus. But he holds on to it, he thinks that he did that. He met their families. You know that in the scriptures? Jesus met some of the family members of the disciples. Like, they, they were just doing life together. Jesus modeled an inn. Who's, who's in your inn? It's a good question. Do you have 12? Do you have five? Do you have two? Do you have one? Do you have none? Who do you give more access to your life? Is it someone inviting you to have cigars? Who's the safe place for you to be vulnerable with and to seek support from and to share your dreams with and to confide your struggles? Does that exist or is that absent from your life? If it's absent, you're imbalanced. We all need an in. Life's not intended for us to do it alone. If Jesus didn't do it alone, why do we think we should? <laughs> now I know part of the in is being allowed and being accepted. And so for some, that's the place today. You're like, I don't know if anyone wants to be with me. And I speak over you that you're a beloved child of God. Verse 17 says, And Jesus came down with them, stood on a level place with a crowd of his disciples and a great multitude of people from all Judea and Jerusalem and from the seacoast of Tyre and Sidon, who came to hear him and be healed of their diseases, as well as those who were tormented with unclean spirits, and they were healed. And the whole multitude sought to touch him, for power went out from him, and he healed them all. Jesus inhaled the presence of his Father in order to exhale God's work in the world. Jesus never lost sync with that work of God to restore a broken world. That was the mission all along. Jesus didn't wait for the broken and the hurting to come to church. No, instead, he went out to them where they were and met their point of need. God is still desiring to call his children home. God is still desiring to do restorative work in the world. And God is asking us to join in the mission. And if we don't have an out, we're imbalanced. We were created to be three-dimensional beings. And when one dimension is missing or is suppressed, the other two do not function as they should. 
if we not have all three elements, then we're going to be out of balance and we'll wobble like a flat tire on a car. And if it, it remains unaddressed, it will eventually blow out. If you look at this slide, the idea of having up and out without an in brings loneliness. Yeah? I mean, anyone experienced that? I have. Some of the loneliest people in a church are your pastors, just so you know. I'm not chiding you, I'm just being honest with you. <laughs> Many of you take me to lunch. Ken, I appreciate that. <laughs> Mark, you have me to your house too, that's nice. So we have up and out and no end, there's loneliness, and then there's imbalance, and there's going to be a blowout. If we have in and out, we have no up, we will burn out. Does that make sense? You got a whole lot of activity, and you are not going back to the well where the, where the water of life is. You will burn out. And the thing is, is that most people, when they burn out, then they check out. It's a dangerous place to be. If you have up and in, and you have no out, you're ineffective. And when I'm saying ineffective, what it's talking about is uh, the fruitfulness of the kingdom of God. So if the, if the kingdom of God's goal is to do restorative work to restore a broken world and you are, you are connecting with God and then you're connecting with this pocket of people that are life-giving to you and you have no expression into the world, then there's no fruitfulness. Does that make sense? And a lot of people think, oh no, church attendance is about up, and then I join a small group and I get my in. Now I'm good. The kingdom of God say, would say, you're missing, you're missing a whole expression of, of the kingdom of God in the world. And sometimes it sounds heavy, but we wanted to model that it's actually pretty low. There's some low entry points. So this afternoon, we're going to go to the Spooktacular. And there's families that are going to be represented there, and they're going to hand out candy, and they're going to hand out that card that says, isn't it scary how much God loves you just as you are, which is a statement about belonging. But the bags of candy need to be prepared. So we're going to do that together this morning. We're going we're gonna to assemble the bags of candy. We're going to staple the card to it. Hopefully Nikki's out there and has the specifics of it. But we're going to do that. And what, here's my invitation to you. There's a functional piece of out, meaning we need the candy to be put in the bag and we need it to be stapled. And you can participate at that level. But also, this is spiritual. So if you want to, you can pray for whoever is going to receive that bag. You can, you can pray blessing over that family. You can pray that when they read that card, that their heart is churned, 
that somehow the Spirit of God uh, comes out of that bag when they open it. There's probably other spirits down there too. It is a spooktacular. But, like, you can go to that. If you want to show up to our table today between one and four and help distribute the candy, you're welcome to. You just better show up in a costume. So, like, you can take that as far as you want. And if you showed up, and then if, if you were putting candy in a bag and you felt like the Lord was like, bless this family, and then you spoke a blessing over them, that would be fine. You, it would be okay. Or maybe you were going to walk around and you would just do a prayer walk and you would pray for, they're expecting 1,500 kids. Maybe you would pray for the next generation. Maybe you just go to Spooktacular, go to the Monster Mash dance hall and dance and pray for all the kids that are in there having fun. Like, there's a low entry to out, but hear me, if you don't have an out, you are imbalanced. And, and it will start to affect, it'll start to affect your discipleship of Jesus. And so our, our encouragement this morning is not to say you're bad if you're imbalanced. It's just to say, have you ever thought about it? <laughs> have you ever thought, do I have these? And if so, if I was rating them one to 10, what would I put it at? And would it be, I'm really not a math person. Like, would I have right angles? Would, it, would they be obtuse? Would it be an isosceles? Are those real things? Anyone? Okay. Whew. That was just, that's the Holy Spirit leading right there. Let me pray for us, and then we're actually going to fill bags, and we're going to do an out together. And you're invited to find us. We're on Washington. We're right in front of Right Impressions. We're going to be there between 1 and 4 today, trying to love on families um, and, on, and make some type of statement to them of their value um, to, to us and to God. So, Lord, uh, thank you for your spirit and for the tutoring that you do of us. Helps to have... Uh, more staying power than just in this moment. And so I ask, Lord, that you would continue to invite us into your work and your ways and that there would be fruit. And so um, as you make the invitation to your laborers, would that be us? We say that we make ourselves available for the work of the kingdom of God. And Lord, for the naysaying that the enemy brings, uh, I ask that you would silence it. Or that you would speak louder than it. Or that you would address the accusations that come, that we would accept of trying to rule ourselves out, that this must not be about us. And so Lord, we ask that your kingdom would come on earth as it is in heaven. We pray in Christ's name. Amen. So, Stand up, gather your things. Bo, do you have instruction? There are six tables set up out there. Well, four. 20 minutes. 20 minutes. Don't get your kids' candy thrown on the table. Yeah, don't get your kids. Here, use this. Here. I'm done. So, 20 minutes. We need your help to bag up bags. We have them on the table with a stapler. Just stand up around a table. Three pieces of candy in a bag. One stapler at a table. Whichever table does the most will win a prize. I just made that up now, so I'll be looking for a prize to the building of something to give you. Um, and if you need to go, you can go, but connect with people around tables. On the fourth Sunday, we do worship and action. 
And so this is at fourth Sunday. So give us 20 minutes. If you need to go, then you can get your kids. But in 20 minutes, we'll say, go get your kids. But if you get your kids now, they're going to walk down the lobby with four tables packed with candy. And you may not want that. So um, we're going to load that up. So if you've got 20 minutes, head out there. Um, I think Maddie is here too. If you have any questions about Boxes of Love, you can connect with her. We have some flyers with that. If you just want to pray for families and if that, hey, we're looking for connections. So we need your help. We're going to load up as many things as we can. And so head out there into the lobby, surround one of the tables if you can, hang out and talk to people, get more coffee. Um, but we'll be done at 1120. So come out there and join us. Thank you.